Dream big for what we can do here. Let's not be small thinkers. Let's take what we have, let's use it to our advantage, let's come together as a group, and let's go do it together. Hi again, everybody, and welcome to the All Den Podcast. I am Dan Scott, the voice of the Paladins. This is episode 43. And as always, we are delighted to have you joining us as we take our regular look inside the world of Furman University basketball. Head coach Bob Ritchie will be joining us here in just a moment, and we've got a very special guest who will be joining the podcast a little bit later on as well. We'll keep that a bit of a secret coming up, for now anyway. But I'll take just a moment to remind you of a couple of things. Number one, if you have any questions or comments, anything you'd like Coach Ritchie to address, then please send them to me, dan.scott at furman.edu, dan.scott at furman.edu. And then we are presented each and every episode by our friends at Shortfields in downtown Traveler's Rest. Shortfields.com is the website. You can find the menu, the operating hours there. Great people, fantastic food, and wonderful supporters of Furman Athletics. As mentioned, this is episode 43 of the All Den Podcast. I'm Dan Scott, and as always, we're joined by the head coach of the Furman basketball program, Bob Ritchie, a head coach whose team has officially begun practice now in anticipation of the season starting in late November. Bob, always good to talk to you. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Got uh, back on the court yesterday for official practice. So uh, around here, that means we start trying to guard somebody. And so uh, it's always it's always a little bit of a of a shift, you know, we, we kind of shoot and do skill and player development and play um, in, in the off season. And uh, day one, we, we start we start trying to trying to strap up a little bit and get a few stops. So a little bit a little bit of a different uh, attitude and edge yesterday, which is good. And I'm uh, going to try to build on it today. So the freshmen basically got their first real dose of, of Bob Ritchie and Furman basketball yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it's just um, I was talking to Joe in study hall last night, and I said, I said, what would you think? And he goes, and he was trying to figure out the right words to say. He was like, I mean, I, it was just kind of a little bit more serious. <laughs> I, was like, I, said, I said, yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it. You know, like it's like it was a, it was a, it's a little bit more uh, structured, you know, just uh, not that not that anything before wasn't. But, uh, you know, he was he was it was a little bit more serious. So that's that's kind of how we like to do it. You know, we obviously in the offseason, you know, being a full development program, we invest a lot into getting our players better and, and making sure that we're playing the game and, and becoming better shooters and players. But then, you know, when you get these six weeks, you've got to really invest a lot in just the the mindset, the mentality that you want to play with. And, um, you know, I always also believe, and I don't know if I'm right or wrong on this, it's just kind of one of those philosophical views. I like, I like the shift, you know, I like practice, the first practice to feel sacred and I don't like it to be a long continuum. You know, I like there to be kind of seasons to this, you know, where, where things can stay fresh and everybody does it a different way. There's some, some of my friends, I mean, they've done 15 to 20 real tight practices and that's fine too. And they'll win a lot of games as well, but it's just one of those deals. I like to, I like to feel the seasonal changes. And so it's um, it was, it was a little bit different in here yesterday. Well, I mentioned at the top that we had a very special guest as part of the podcast today. And when you started talking about the lights going on for real, he started smiling. Uh, And we could see it even though he's from uh, right now in another part of the world. Uh, Jordan Lyons is joining us here on the podcast as well. And through the magic of Zoom, all three of us can see one another. He is currently in Latvia getting ready for his first professional season with BK Ogre. Uh, in the Latvian league. Jordan, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Thanks good, for having it? me on. It made it sound like there was a little satellite delay there. I like that. It sounded like it was on the news there for just a minute. Uh, Bob, your eyes kind of lit up when you saw this guy pop up on the screen. Uh, he, he did a lot of great things, obviously, on the court for Furman basketball, but uh, just, just the, the, the caliber of young man Jordan Lyons is and how he grew in his four years here. I know you're very proud of him. Yeah, absolutely. I was just telling our staff this morning, you know, as we were recapping practice one, you know, it's, it's uh, we, we're going to miss definitely a lot of aspects of Jordan, but I felt it a little bit yesterday just with 
you know, the energy and the spark that he would bring, you know, especially in some of the competitive moments, you know, we're going to have to continue to figure out ways. Every time you lose a great senior from a, from a fan perspective, it's always about how you're going to replace the points and how you're going to replace the rebounds and things like that. You know, I think, I think a program finds ways to replace that. I think the, the mentality and, and the energy is what you're constantly, it was the same thing when we lost Matt, same thing when we lost Daniel, you know, just that presence. And, um, you know, I think I think it's um, I think the cool thing is, though, as I was also saying, is in most times in life, right? It's it's not always what we what we're taught. It's what we is what we're what, what we catch, right? Caught, not taught. And a lot of times, you know, his his legacy, Matt's legacy, Daniel's, you know, Chris Acox, all these guys, you know, from what the younger ones caught, and then they see, hey, they're no longer here. They start to learn how to fill in that void, and then you see some guys step up, and um, you know, we we just. We, we, we always saw last year, like when we played with an emotional edge to us, you know, we played with emotion, but didn't play emotional. As we talked about on the last podcast, we always perform well. And Jordan was able to bring that, you know, that gets Noah going, Slaw gets going, Mike brings his. And, and then, you know, Alex and Clay can be a little bit more stoic at times, but we had four guys that could really kind of get going emotion, from the emotional side. And so, you know, now we can't afford, you know, Slaw's got to bring the energy, right? Like Noah's got to bring daily energy and Mike's got to bring daily energy just so that we can have the tone in our practices and our games that we want. Jordan, have you had an opportunity to to uh, break out the fist pump and, and the foot stomp uh, over in <laughs> Latvia yet? I actually have, I brought out, I brought out the fist pumps. I haven't brought out the stomp yet. Um, I had my first in my first official game last weekend, I brought out some fist pumps. The the stomp is coming though. Best believe it's definitely coming out. Uh, <laughs> it'll be a feeling. Once I feel it, um, I'll definitely feel. I definitely feel it. And the, the stomp will come back for sure. Do you um do you remember the what your first real practice at the collegiate level was like? You know, Coach Richie's talking about the the lights going on 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 practice one, the first official practice. Do you remember that? And do you remember what your your thoughts were when it was done? I don't remember the exact first one, but I remember just that time period and just the time period of like my freshman year, just when things kind of turned. It started to get real serious. I remember just for me, it was, uh, it's it's funny how like your mindset switches over the years. When I was younger, it was almost like a, like a survival mode. You know, like you just wanna, you wanna do the best you can. You wanna get through, you know, without messing up too much. You know, you're trying to learn. Um, you're trying to just do the right things. Um, you know, so that at first, like that's kind of the mentality I remember having just as a freshman, just, doing what I can, just trying to do the right thing and just trying to get through and just get to the next day and just get through. And it's funny how just over the years, um, like that kind of survival, I don't want to say intimidation, but just kind of that survival, um, like mindset just goes away. Like you're, you know what to do. Um, you become a leader, you know, you become one of the guys that's being looked up to instead of the, instead of the one of the guys that's looking up to somebody mm-hmm. um so it's just funny how your mind your mind and um it, it all changes over the years but i definitely remember freshman year getting started i uh, just i definitely remember just it, it was so different you know the the requirements and the effort and um everything at the college level is just so much greater than anything you and at least for me anything i had done coming up to that point um so you just want to learn and be able to produce at that kind of level Bob, before we come back and, and talk about yesterday's practice, uh, I, I do ha- I can't help but ask this of Jordan. Everything you just told us, and, and now you've moved on to begin your professional career, do you feel like that's happening to you all over again as, as you're embarking onto another new chapter in your career? Is, is this almost like a freshman season where you're having to learn all those things? I would say from like an X's and O's standpoint, yes, because, you know, I'm in a completely new system. Um, you know, I, I played for Coach Richie the last three years. So, I mean, every year we would obviously tweak some things, but for the majority, like I knew the system like the back of my hand, you know, so just year in and year out, like I knew the system, I knew reads, I knew counters, like all that type of stuff. And then just coming over here, 
Like I came into a completely new system, um, a different style of play. Um, so from that aspect, just learning and trying to be able to produce at a high level in that aspect, um, yes, it kind of feels like a, a fresh start. But in terms of like just competing and and knowing that you belong, like I think the four years that I had in college prepared me for that aspect of it. So when I've got here, like I've been able to compete, um, I've been able to produce. Um, I feel like the the college aspect and how we did things um, my, in my four years of Furman prepared me for that aspect, um, which I'm grateful for. And Bob, it's just got to make you proud as everything to hear him say that because that's that's kind of the goal for your program, whether they're going to play basketball at the next level or where they're going into the into the business world to, to have Furman's experience prepare them that well for whatever lies next. And, and you guys did that. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, it's, there's always going to be trial and error to anything new and there's going to be adjustments, but, you know, trying to bridge that gap the best we can, you know, putting them in a, in a, in a structure, putting them in a process that they understand is the daily deposits and the mentality that you got to go after things. You know, I think, how you handle adversity and different things like that. You know, you, you want that to be able to carry over. And um, as he alluded to, the, the style of play is going to be different. The coaching staff is going to be different. How they coach you, how they motivate you, all that stuff is going to be specific to where you're at. But, you know, we, we hope to continue, you know, as, as we develop people as best we can, that they're at least able to navigate that. And, um, you know, that's, that's definitely good to hear. Well, let's talk about the players who you have who were at your first practice yesterday and, and how that went. Jordan talked about knowing the, the system, knowing your concepts as well as, as he possibly could. And you've got a lot of experience. You've talked about your, your front five guys and how experienced they are. So what, what's your comfort level with this team right now after and as we're recording this on Thursday the 15th after that first official practice as far as knowing that guys are going to be able to to fully grasp what you're doing especially those those um those veterans yeah I mean I, th I think we you know in terms of our system and how we play you know I think the buy-in to our our style of play I think all that's there I think our guys understand what Furman basketball looks like. And I think, you know, as we continue to win, um, you don't have to really, we don't have to spend a lot of time here convincing them how we have to go out there and play. I think it's just building trust. You know, I think it's it's building trust from the, the older group to the young guys that, that when we get out there that, you know, there's, there's trust in all of our core elements, you know, in terms of being a great teammate and what that looks like, you know, to be willing to fly around with defense and play as one, there's trust in that. To be able to move the ball on offense and, and cut and, and do the things we do there, there's trust in that. And I think just building that trust, you know, we've got a we, we've got a major divide, right, between these five guys that have a lot of experience. Three of them have which they're going into basically they'll be starting together for their third year, right, with Alex, Clay, and Noah. And, you know, there's an enormous amount of trust, right? And so and even as much as Slauson being a starter last year, Mike starting some towards the end of the year, you know, and then you've got, you've got the bench, right? You've got the reserves that are going to be critical. And, you know, one of the charges for us in, in our offseason deal is just trying to be committed to playing at least eight and, and, and preferably nine so that we can absorb some foul trouble a little bit better. Maybe, maybe try to sneak in a few more possessions, play a tad bit faster. And so there's going to be an element of trust from me, right? That I've got to trust these guys early and, and I've got to, I've got to stay with it and I've got to allow them to work through some mistakes. And I think that's the main thing we're working on right now is, is just connecting it all through trust and um, getting it to a point where we go out there game one, whoever we put out there, we all, we all kind of know what to expect. Is that easier said than done for a head yes. coach? It's really hard to do. I mean, it's, it's, it's really hard to do because when you develop those moments of trust, it's when you get through hard things, you know, like, like when we, and, and we'll see Jordan's facial expression change when I bring this up, but you know, we, when we, we have a deal, we call Virginia drill around here. And it's one of the hardest things we do, but it, it instills trust. It builds trust because it's really, really difficult. And, and when you complete it and you got two guys out there with you and you're trying to get through it, and all of a sudden, you know, that those moments are what cement that trust. And when you get in the game and you got to go get stops, you know, trust isn't usually built in the easy moments, right? We don't build trust in 501 offense. We don't build trust in, you know, shell drill, right? We build trust when 
there's, you know, for lack of better expression, when it's live bullets and, and it's a really, really hard activity and it's a really, really hard drill that um, that you complete it, you get through it, and there's an element of oneness that you create in it. Jordan, you want to explain to our listeners what the Virginia drill is and why you laughed when Bob Ritchie brought it up? I would love to. Now, Virginia drill is basically a three-on-three three drill in the half court. And um, the three players on defense, you got to start from under the goal. And one of the coaches will throw the ball out to one of the offensive players. And basically, you do that. You have to get three stops in a row, um, which when you have a team like we have, who there's playmakers who can shoot, drive, score, pass, it's very difficult um, to get three, three stops in a row. And closing out from under the goal, getting to the right gap, um, just playing defense how we're supposed to play it as well. So if you don't if you don't play defense how we're supposed to, like a coach might blow the whistle and and, and not count not count the possession. You got to start over. So and you can't get off until you get three stops. So if you get two stops and someone hits a tough shot, like you just got to regroup. You know you're probably dog tired, but you just got to regroup, um, come together and get right back to it and just find a way to get three stops. It's all solution driven, just trying to be connected. As we say, like you just got to get three stops in a row, like whatever it takes to get three perfect stops in a row um, is what you have to do. But very, very, very tough drill, but it's very rewarding when you get it done. Like there's, there's not many drills that feel better um, than when you get the job done in Virginia. You say, I, I was just going to say yeah, it sounded to me like you yeah. preferred to be on the offensive end of that drill, but you got more out of being on the defensive end at the end of the day. Definitely get more out of the defensive end. It's very rewarding when you're able to, to, to get through, get through that tough drill, just with the two guys that you're with, just know that you, you definitely had to probably overcome some adversity in that drill. It's very rare that, you start and just automatically get three stops in a row. Like I've, I haven't, I, I haven't seen that very, very often. So there's a good chance you're gonna have to deal with some adversity to get through it. So that's what makes it so rewarding. So Bob, how does that translate into the trust factor you're talking about when you get into game situations? When when you need a stop late in the game, how does that trust manifest itself out of doing this kind of work in practice and preparation? I think what happens is, you know, like winning is hard. Okay. Like it, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot easier to lose. You know what I mean? Like, like out of the two propositions, um, you know, in terms of preparing to lose something and preparing to win at something, it's, it's much easier to, to lose. And I think the way that you build a culture where you're ready to win is that transition in your mind of what hard looks like. Right. And the best teams I've been on around, they embrace those hard moments and they almost start to, to want it. They almost start to seek it out. Whereas some of the teams that, that I've been a part of that haven't been as successful when it gets hard, like they hate it, you know, they, they don't like it. It's, it's something where it's almost like they're afraid of it. And I think in those moments, you gotta be selective as a coach. You can't go out there and do it for two hours, but you got, you got to provide moments where the, the, the hard early seems daunting but as you get through it and you complete it and you build trust, you build trust in each other, but you build trust in each other in the fact that if we will do this in a connected fashion, we will, we will get through this hard and we will conquer it to a point where we can see victory. And, and I think getting that point to where in Virginia drill, if you try to, if, if you just focus on you and that drill, you're done, you know, because like you, the other two people around you, if you're not trying to lift them up, if you're not trying to help them, if you're not trying, like, if you're not connected in that drill, you have no chance. And so, the trust comes from understanding that we're all interdependent here, right? And like our success is going to be dependent on how much we lean and fight for each other. And then you build that and then you see, and then, and then, you know, there's always six guys in it. So there's always, you know, six to eight watching and those guys can see individuals, right? They can see when people are trying to complete this through their own individual power and they can see how it's not working. Right. And then they go out there and they see somebody completed. And I think over time, it just builds that trust that, hey, this is how we have to play. And um, and so then when you get in a game, you understand that we can go generate stops together. And, and I think it just starts to build that idea of connection that that sounds simple, but it's, it's very hard to build. So correct me if I'm going off the down the wrong path on this, but 
something just came to mind. A, a guy gets beat off the dribble. He has to trust to know, and how many times that we see this, Jordan Lyons is going to step into the lane to take the charge. Is that the kind of thing you're talking about? A hundred percent. And Jordan's got to know when he steps in the lane to take the charge that there's a third defender that's going to that's going to fill down to get two on the skip out, and then you got to flow out from there, right? So, the, the everybody's got to work together, and and it's got to be at the same time because if you're late, you know, if you're not early, if if it's not working as one. It just doesn't work out. It's, it's it's pretty fundamental, but it's really hard to get to. And um, you know, it's it's something that that's why we're thankful we get thirty practices because you know it's early. Even offensively, it's the same thing. Like how we play offensively, uh, the amount the amount of of synergy that's required and the ball movement and and five guys playing as one. Um, it takes it takes a while, you know. So it's um it's how we it's how we've kind of settled into what works here and. Um, you know, it's 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 something that we continue to try to find ways to get better at it. And, uh, you know, right now, Dan, it's um, we've turned into a football team a little bit in some ways. You know, I think in our offseason studies offensively and defensively, we're pretty connected. Like one of the things we're trying to even go another direction is is our connection in special teams. And, and really, as we as we look through you know, the Alabama game and seeing some of the twos that we gave up on underneath out of bounds and just we, we, we don't, we don't, we haven't spent, you know, the adequate amount of time to get that to another level, you know, that we're side out. I mean, you think back to the Auburn game and it makes me sick, but it's like two, two side out inbounds and fractions and then one presso infraction. And that's three turnovers right there and you lose the game in overtime. And so we're kind of at that point where we're like, we're like, we're like, clawing and scratching for those edges and those margins that are that are small that we've got to figure out ways to conquer and so we've we've put in this this special team segment in our practices that we we jump into it pretty early and it's like i said it's it's kind of like what football does it's not really a deal in basketball people in basketball you know kind of sprinkle it in but we're trying to see can we be more connected in that phase of the game and um, i'm hoping that's going to translate as we get to playing this is episode 43 of the All Den Podcast with head coach Bob Ritchie and our special guest Jordan Lyons, who is joining us tonight from Latvia where he's playing professionally. Jordan, how long did it take you to, to have the light come on as far as becoming the type of defensive player you needed to be in college? And from what you've seen early on professionally, is, is uh, where you're playing, is that a defensive league or is it all an offensive league? I think in college, you know, it's one of those things where I always wanted to be a good defender, but it was one of those things that just, it just took me a while to truly understand how hard you had to play and how, how much effort you just have to put into every single possession. You know, I think as I got, as I got older and got more experience and started getting more time on the floor, I just, you always realize just how hard winning is um, just you know, as you get older, you just realize just you, you, you start getting in more battles and more wars and you just realize that it's so hard to win at this level. Just any night you take off, you're 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 putting yourself at a great chance to lose the game. And um, as I got older, you know, I, I kind of became more of a, of a leader of the program. And I knew a lot of young guys would look up to me. I knew that um, defensively was one. It was one of the aspects I really had to pick up, like in my game. And I, I, I remember just having a lot of conversations with Coach Richie, just him telling me one on one, like he really needed me to pick up on that aspect of the floor, um, <clears throat> you know, as I got older. And when I was younger, I, I, I had a bad habit of letting my offense dictate how I played defensively. If I wasn't shooting the ball well, or if I, if I wasn't playing too well offensively, I'd let it bother me on the other end. And as I got older, um, really my last two years, you know, I, I, I believe that I can say I did a much better job um, of being able to control both sides of the floor and give a lot of effort on the defensive end because I know without, without the, the effort that it takes defensively, like you're not going to be able to win games like you want to. Um, so just I think just with experience, um, just experience and just keep playing a lot of minutes and being in a lot of really tight battles um, where you just need to get a stop late um, I've realized that I, that helped me realize just how hard you have to play defensively and just how how essential every single possession is. And in terms of where I am now, um, yeah, I mean, it 
there there is really really good defenders and really good defensive teams. I think you know once you get to this level, like everybody's really good, you know. So if you don't play defense, like you're gonna get a bucket on you, you know. And like that's just that's just as simple as it is, you know. And it's like teams are you know too good, too talent, too talented, and their concepts are too good to take off um, on defense. And you know there's guys who you know, it's, 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 it's different, you know, in college, you pretty much have like a five-year age range, you know, maybe 18 to 23 year olds. But now like I, I'm playing against people 30, 30 plus who have been playing professionally for 13, 14 years, you know, so they're just, their IQs are just off the charts. Like they've been playing professional ball for a long time. So um, you have to give what you have um, defensively or else, you know, there's going to be – the other team's going to get buckets at will. And um, that's something that I've – you know, luckily having that expectation in college, you know, I came here knowing that I was going to have to guard. And I, I didn't come here just trying to be just an offensive juggernaut. Like, I knew I, I was going to have to guard as well. And um, so that's definitely helped me just in the transition. And, and Bob, it's a lesson all young players have to learn. Uh, Jordan had to learn it, and we talked about his progression as a player during his career a moment ago. But your young guys are going to learn very quickly. If they don't defend, they don't play, right? Yeah, they, they, they'll, they'll – um, we got to be complete. You know what I mean? Like, we got to be complete. And it, and it just – it sounds repetitive, and Jordan's heard it a million times, but it all starts with the type of teammates we are and, then it, and, it, and our willingness to fly around defensively and get stops and play with multiple efforts. It fuels everything we do. You know, I mean, I was – Going back and watching, you know, ETSU here last year, I mean, they, they, they struggled to get to 60 here, you know, and Loyola comes in here and scores, you know, a little bit south of 60, a little bit north of 60, I think, what, 62 or 64. Um, when we when we get – Noah Gurley said in leadership council the other day, and, and I asked him to try to communicate as well as he could to the team. He said, he said, he said Coach, there's just nothing like when we're out there playing and people can't score on us. He's like, there's like any, any, but he acknowledged the heart of it. He was like, it's really hard to kind of get yourself to that mentality that like, Hey, we want to sit down and do this and make this happen. But when you get in the middle of it and you're playing that hard and you're getting those stops, which is creating pretty fun offense on the other end and the crowd gets into it and the energy's up, there's just no better way to play. And um, you know, it's, it's kind of that paradox, right? Like, do you want to sell out to that idea that I got to go, I got to go play defense this hard, but yet when you're able to impose will at that level and you see the frustration of the opponent, it starts to fuel you to go do it better and harder. Um, but you can't get there unless you have that initial willingness to sacrifice and to put your focus on that end of the floor. And it's a very hard thing to do, you know, but it's, um, it's something that we fight for here. And, you know, we, we don't, we're not going to go play defense for two hours today in practice. Like we're, we're, we try to be complete and balanced. And so, but when we do, it's going to be a hard segment and those guys got to work through it. And then we flip with our offense and we try to score on you. And um, you know, it's, it's, it's trying to be as efficient as you can be. As we're winding our way toward the close here, and, and this is episode 43 of the all den podcast with head coach Bob Ritchie and our special guest, former Paladin Jordan Lyons, who is uh, with us live from, Latvia, where he's playing professionally for BK Ogre. Just kind of lay out what the phases of this the, the six weeks will look like for you. What, what do you hope to accomplish? What, what will you be uh, looking at? And, and from a set, you know, segmentation standpoint, how quickly are you putting certain things in? What will this, just, this next six weeks look like? Yeah, so this is kind of uncharted waters in a lot of areas. Okay, first of all, we had this 12 hour gap for two and a half weeks that we've never had before. We've always gone from eight hours to 20, which we've discussed. So that gave us a little bit of flexibility and gave us a little bit more time leading up to this. So we were able to get in basically all of our flow and all of our concepts. Um, and so we've got we've got all of that in at this point, which is great. Um, all the adjustments, all the new wrinkles that we wanted to put in, we were able to get those in. We haven't put any set action in and we're going to try to we're going to try to go another week and a half without putting any set action in and really just focus on our flow and our transition offense. But like I've already alluded to, the challenge of all this is going to be we don't have any scrimmages now. Right. Like we're going straight to practice to our first game. And so how do you keep how do you keep this thing fresh? I mean, last year, think about it. 
last year we started practice September 24. Okay. Uh, we were scrimmaging Asheville this weekend coming up. Okay. And then we were going to play uh, versus Gardner Webb, like November 5th or 6th. Right. And so it kind of breaks it up to where like, as a player, you know, like, Hey, we got three weeks of hard practice and then we're going to get to these scrimmages with Asheville and Lipscomb. So it kind of changes the flavor a little bit. And then you get in the game prep that last week. And so it really, it, it, it kind of builds where now we've got this big old six week block. Right. And so like, how do we make it to where we're, we're being deliberate, we're, we're getting the energy and the effort and, and the, the hardness that we've alluded to mixed in to where it doesn't get loose, but at the same time, it doesn't get stale, right? We gotta, we gotta figure that out. So we're gonna try to keep our scrimmages a little sacred on Saturdays. We're gonna try to make that a little bit more fun. And, and um, analytically, we're gonna try to hide some of the numbers from them during the week. And so that's gonna put a lot of onus on you know, we're going to really show them the analytical numbers of those scrimmages on Saturdays. So it's kind of going to build it up to where, hey, this is really, really important. And, and you're, you're getting evaluated, you know, at a high level here. And so that's going to be the challenge is it's going to it's going to drip slower. Right. Um, but can we have the intensity and the connection and, and the focus to just take it a day at a time? And uh, just trust that our process will have us prepared to play that opening night. Yeah, obviously, everybody is negotiating pretty much on uncharted territory right now. And, and, and Jordan, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask how that is affecting what's going on with you personally and, and with your league there in Latvia as, as COVID-19 obviously is a worldwide thing. So, so how, how has, can't really ask you how it's been different because you're going through it for the first time, but from what you've been told by some of your teammates and coaches, how are things different? How is the league, how's the team handling it right now? Yeah, I think with us, it's just a, um, you know, we just take it day by day. I think with uh, with COVID, it's just so unpredictable. The future is just so unpredictable um, that we we as an organization just try and take it day by day. And I know we're, we're taking protocols. Our league is taking protocols. Our league is actually the countries Latvia and Estonia, the country to the north um, of us. And um, we're actually not even scheduled to play any Estonian teams until the new year. Like if everything goes well, we get to that point. So the first half of the year, the Latvian side is only playing the Latvian side and the Estonian side is only playing the Estonian side just to reduce the travel between countries and um, all of that until the new year is uh, as it's scheduled. So um, at the games, um, there's only a limited amount of fans that can be at the games they all have to wear masks they're spaced out um so it's very different you know i think for us it's just a day-by-day thing and every you know both countries Latvia and estonia have a little different protocols with how they um how they act towards the, the virus but i know Latvia just came back out and said that now it's back required that everywhere we go we have to have a mat that everyone in the country has to have a mask on everywhere you go now. Um, so that's good. We're starting to see like more masks um, come out. So it's just, just a day by day thing. I know for the organization, we just, we practice every day. We come to work every day and try and get better. Um, we'll prepare. Um, we'll always prepare as if we're getting another day. And that's, that's just the mentality we have. And we're just hoping that, you know, we can, get as much of the year as we can. Hopefully we can get the whole thing going and hopefully, you know, we can get a vaccine and get some, get some things out there to help control, control the virus a little bit. But for us, it's just a day by day mentality. That's just the best that we can do. We just do what we can on our end to stay healthy and stay safe. Um, Just be responsible, try and be mature adults and know that we've, um, everyone's got families and, um, but we all want to do what we love to do. And, and be able to come to work. So we're just trying to take it day by day and just get better every day. Bob, any any final thoughts, anything we haven't covered about the opening of practice you want to get into before we wrap it up? Nah, I just I got a couple for J-Law here. I, got, I, I get the Q&A with him a little bit uh, before we wrap up. So, uh, Jordan, what would you uh, what would you tell Joe? What would you tell the Joe Anderson right now? And and also thinking about this, like, what would you tell the freshman year Jordan Lyons or, or the freshman year Joe Anderson 
based on where you are right now, if you had that conversation five years ago, what would what would be what would be the one overarching thought you would give them? I would tell any freshman in this time period right now to try and keep as much perspective as you can. Like it's hard because things things are tough and you're you're overwhelmed at times, but really sit down and, and just realize how grateful you are for the opportunity that you have, especially for a guy like Joe right now. He's in a such a great program, like a winning program, a program that cares about you as a person, wants you to get better. Like you're super blessed to be in that be in that situation. You know, and I think for him just I would tell him as as things get hard, like really lean on your on your upperclassmen. That's one thing that really helped me when I was young is I, I, I leaned on Daniel a lot. I leaned on John Davis a lot. Um, you know, even Chris, I leaned on Chris a lot. And like just being able to lean on those older guys who have been through it and have, have been through the battles and been through the, the wars and are, are te battle tested. Like they have a lot of experience. They have a lot of things that can really help you. Um, and the more that you show that you're willing to reach out to the upperclassmen and the more you show that you care, um, like the more people, the more people will even put into you. And um, I think for him, I would just tell him, hey man, Garrett, like just realize the, the situation you're in. Like you're in such a great situation. Like you're really fortunate to be where you are and like your time is gonna go by so fast. I know it doesn't seem like it because you just got there, but I, mean, I can I can remember when I was in their shoes like it was yesterday and now you know that was four or five years ago so I would say for them just have perspective just realize how grateful you are um just try and soak it in and really lean on your upperclassmen and your staff like really lean on your position coaches lean on your position coaches and lean on lean on your upperclassmen and they'll help you get through a lot of things that is going to be hard for you to try and get through yourself just because you're so new to everything. So use your resources, like use the people who have been through it and they're always going to be there for you. Like you're in a program where no one's going to turn you down. So just show that effort and just really reach out. That's good. That's good. This will be, this will be a little bit more unique. What would you tell yourself a year ago going through practice? And with that, what would you tell Clay Mounts right now? What would be the advice that would be different if you had a conversation with yourself a year ago as a senior, as a leader, like, like more like, you know, like what's think, think process that a little bit. Yeah. I think what I would tell myself, if I could go back to senior beginning of senior season, J is, um, just really, really, really embrace all of the team camaraderie. Like we did that a lot. Like I, I'm super close with all the players I play with, like even the current team. Now I talk to them all the time. Like I FaceTime Noah and JP and Alex and them all the time. Like I'm, I'm very, very connected with them still, but I would say just really, really, really embrace all the team camaraderie on and off the court. Like, because I'm realizing now that I'm in this stage, you know, like now I've got teammates who majority of them have a wife, have a young kid, two kids, you know? So at the end of the day, like they're going home to their families, you know? And it's one of those things where, you know, we're not all going to the, the dining hall or whatever, you know, afterwards where we get those team moments that really help you on the court, because the more you embrace that camaraderie, like the more it helps your chemistry, your trust, all of that on the court as well. Um, so I would say just especially for Clay, just as the as the leader, the fifth year guy, like really, really bring the team together. Like really, really, really do what you can um, to bring the team together and be that guy. You're you're the most experienced guy um, in terms of length of your career um, on the roster. So really take pride in being that guy that brings everybody together, like on and off the court, like the more and more camaraderie and more passion you guys have together just all the time, like it'll help you so much on the court. Like I just remember some of our best moments um, in school um, were off the court, you know, like just in the apartment hanging out or just, you know, I have so many memories like with the guys, like just from obviously on the court, but off the court as well, like stuff that you'll never forget. And when you get out, 
and you're not in the program, and I'm not around those guys every day anymore, like you realize just how much fun and like how grateful you were for those moments, you know, and then you realize that once you get out, it's a different ball game, you know, like it's, it's, it's more, it's, it's so business, like people have wives and kids, like at the end of the day, that's what they're going home to and putting their energy into. So you realize it's just a different ball game, you know, like you don't have that entire team camaraderie like you, like I, at least we did um, at Furman. So just really cherish that because, you know, you might not, like once you, once you're done, you might not get that kind of camaraderie again. So I always say just really cherish that and be the guy to bring it together as the fifth year guy. Just add in at the end. Just remind them they got to shoot all those shots that, that you won't be shooting. So tell Clay to fire it up there for me. <laughs> yeah, man, Clay, let it rip. Let yep. it fly. No, a dub to get the ball in there. Mike, a dub. <laughs> Let it fly. Yeah, because we, because we, Let we, it fly. Because we know ball is what we do. We, Let it fly. We know this guy never met a shot he didn't like. So, hey, so there you go. Uh uh. Hey, we were, we were all fired up, right? Let it rip. Uh, you know, you think about the games that Jordan was able to pull us through yep. and uh, Western Carolina here two years ago and BMI here this past year and at Mercer a couple times, like. It's um, you know, you gotta that that courage, right? That that wanted wanted to be in that moment. The two free throws in Philadelphia, you can kind of go on and on. We got we got to replace that. So, yeah. um, but you know what? As we wrap up, Dan, pretty good closure right there, right? Like, you got a guy that's won close to hundred games, all-time winners player here at Furman University. Advice to new guys, perspective. Advice to old guys, build relationships, right? Like, there wasn't a single thing about basketball, right? It was like. That's 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 interesting and 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 but that's that's proof in terms of how we're trying to do it as a program that those are critical elements as as you go on and be a professional that those are the two pieces of advice that he would lean on so that's that's great to hear. Yeah, Jordan, I was going to turn the tables and and give you an opportunity to ask coach a question, but I don't know if I should because I'd like to keep my job. You guys are pretty good at this. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, let, you, you can let him ask me one. You, you want to play broadcaster? You got a question for coach yeah, before we go? I'll, I'll, play, I'll play. I'll play broadcast. I'll play broadcast. Give me give me five seconds to think of a good one. I'll remind people while he's thinking that this is episode forty three of the All Den podcast and. Uh, uh, we're with Bob Ritchie, the head coach, as always, and and Jordan Lyons, who now appears to be prepared in what I did professionally in the business. That's called uh-huh. filling time until you're ready to go. So I'm ready. So for me, you know, my personality is really, um, really energetic, you know, spark. Um, I can be loud. That's kind of what I brought um, as a leader last year as as we've got Clay our fifth year guy this year, who's kind of more reserved. Um, he, but when he speaks up, like he says the right things, people listen. Um, Clay and Alex, guys like that, when we just got to get more, we got to get more of the, the energy, more of the spark, more, more of the talk. Like I know how you, how you motivated me um, to do that a lot. Kind of what's your, what's your motivation What's the what's the ways you're trying to motivate Clay and Alex um, to to kind of get out of that shell a little bit? Being the being the fourth year guy, Alex is three year starter. Um, the fifth year guy, Clay is. What are you trying to do as a head coach to really get that out of them? Because they're they're good leaders. They're really good leaders. Um, they know what to do. They say the right things. Um, we just need more 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 vocal out of them. So what are you trying to how are you trying to get that out of them right now? So that's a great question. Something we've been spending a lot of time on with Alex. It's been more, in my opinion, you know, just making sure that I give him more room to have voice. And so I've like yesterday, he had the ball handling segment to start practice, right? And he had stretching. And so he's got to speak. And I think Alex is the same way. He's got great content and, and he just got to get more comfortable using it and then being confident that I'm going to let him use it. And so I think, and then, and then him understanding he's having that freedom, you know, like, like go out there and play, you know, go, go like you did at Greensboro last year and at Western Carolina and, you know, just kind of cut loose. Um, We're just trying to get him a little bit more confident and just getting outside of his comfort zone a little bit. And I've been, you know, I've been seeing some good things there. Clay, Clay's a little different than Alex. Clay, uh, what I'm, what I'm realizing with Clay is we got this little thing going 
um, you know, I've been trying to make him feel like his back's on the wall, you know, and, and so before practice each day, like, I just try I ask him, hey, is, is your back on the wall today? Because I've been stacking the teams against him. You know, I've, I've done that with you before, and I've been putting freshmen with him, and I've been putting him in situations where I just tell him, like, if you don't go out there and play aggressive today, you're going to lose because you got Slaw, Noah, and Mike on the other team. And so you you have to go be aggressive. And I think that's the thing with Clay, right? Like, don't allow yourself to get, you know, caught in the flow of the game. Like, go go impact the game with your aggression. And you know how it is. I mean, he's he's sometimes he can he can kind of settle in. And I just want him to be, I want both of them to be like, I might, I might have to go be a little bit more aggressive this year, especially with you not being on the perimeter with them. Um, and they've got to be ready to accept that. You know, we all as players, we all say we want that, but there's a responsibility that comes with that. You know what I mean? And um, you know, so when he's done it, man, when he when he's done it, he looks incredible, you know, and so. I'm just trying to get I'm, I'm, I'm having to do it a different way than I did for you. Same thing, different way I had to do with Matt. Um, but we're just we're just trying to pull it out. And I think I think the beauty, too, is I think Noah, Mike and Slaw energy, emotion around it. If those three are bringing that spark, I think it's going to motivate those two to, to do a little bit more, if that makes sense, because I don't think we're going to change their person. We just got to we got to try to get them a, to, to be a little bit more aggressive. And so. Um, really good question. Something, something we're working on daily around here. And, and I've just got to follow up right. to that as, as we do get ready to wrap it up now. You know, we watched this guy, Jordan Lyons, develop, and, and I got the feeling of watching him over four years that, that he realized how good he could be, and, and, and he, he played kind of to that potential. Do you think Clay knows how good Clay can be? Because I, you know, just watching him as a as a broadcaster, as a bystander, and certainly not a basketball coach, I'd never, I'd never claim to be. But I look at this guy and I see all the talent. I see the package that he has, his, his athletic ability, and and everything that goes along with it. And sometimes I wonder if he really realizes how good he can be, because he can be awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's a it's a it's a fine line there because you don't want to minimize how much he cares, right? You don't want to minimize his passion. I think Clay really does care. I think he's um, – And I wasn't questioning that at all. No, 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 no. And I'm not saying you are. I think as a coach, that's when that language comes into play. Like, you've got to make sure that you that they don't take it that way, right? Mm-hmm. But it's it's a different demeanor. You know, Clay Clay is a processor, okay? Um, Jordan's a performer. You know what I mean? Like, like George is let's go, let's go play, let's go perform, um, turn the lights on. And the lights and, go on and he's ready to roll. Can they get brighter, right? And like, if he misses every, like, like one of the greatest, one of the greatest moments that will be minimized here because it's like we don't look at it as a big moment. But if you go back to the to the game before, two games before we beat Villanova, you know the Gardner Webb game, like Jordan, I think missed almost every shot before we ran. Texas. Oh, that was a horrible game. But 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 my point is like, when we had to get a three late in that game, I called Texas. And I knew he was going to make it and he knew he was going to make it. And, and, and so we run it to perfection and he knocks it down and we survive the game. If we don't beat Gardner Webb, I'm not sure we beat Villanova. Right. So my point in this is like, there's a mentality that's involved in this that you've got, there's, there's Jordan can, can still believe he's going to make the next. Sometimes with clay, I want him to not go out there and try to shoot hundred percent, you know, and that's with Alex and clay. Like if you make four ten, that's really, really good. Okay. You got six, you can miss six. And, and we're fine. And sometimes both of them, when they miss one, they can put a little bit more burden on that next one instead of having that zero for zero mentality. And that's where, you know, I think Clay kind of has an idea of how good he can be. I think we've all seen it, right? Yeah. Like we've oh, yeah. seen Clay have phenomenal games. Um, we just got to get him. We got to, he, he needs to have, both of them need a little bit more grace on themselves. They both need to forgive themselves a little quicker and um, and just stay a little bit more in the moment, and I'm trusting we're all going to see that as as we go out this year. Yeah, Jordan had what we call a shooter's conscience. It's like being a cornerback or or a closer in baseball. You, you got to forget about maybe the last pitch you threw or the last pass that was thrown against you. You got burned. You got to forget that and and be willing to step up and and make the next big play or the, or throw the next big pitch. And you had no trouble doing that. Twenty three. You certainly didn't. Try not to. Got to have a shooter's mentality. Next one, <laughs> next one's going in. It's always got to be a thought process. I love it. Yeah, you know, we got to we got to have somebody that fills that role. 
you know, because we all we all have enjoyed winning 25 games. But, you know, the last two years, you think of the close calls at the end where it could be a difference of 20 wins to 25 wins. Um, you got to be able to close games. And, and to do that, you got to have guys that are confident at the end and they're confident in themselves or confident in the team. And, um, you know, we've got some of that. I mean, Mike obviously won some games for us last year. Noah's got a tremendous amount of confidence. Lawson's got a tremendous amount of confidence. And I'm, I, I think my prediction, um, I, think, I think one of the things with being a great teammate is those guys knew Jordan was a senior and they knew how good he was. And so when he got going, we all, we all wanted to help him get going. And I think they know now, like, hey, you know, they're the seniors now. And um, I, think, I think the Paladin fans going to see a, a little bit more aggressive and, and confident approach from both of them. Well, guys, this has been fun. Uh, it, it's, it's been a, a little bit of a change up as to what we, we've been doing on the podcast. And, and I think we're going to probably see a little bit more of this moving forward. But uh, Jordan, I'll start with you, man. It's just great to see you again. Great to hear from you and uh, wish you nothing but the best of luck as, as this next chapter of your basketball career unfolds. I know you're going to be successful in whatever you do. You're, you're that kind of guy. Thank you. I appreciate that. Good to, good to see you. Good to hear you. Glad, glad you guys let me come on. You know, I'm a firm in basketball forever engraved in me. So I appreciate the opportunity to hop on and, and chop it up with you guys for a little bit. And Bob, yeah. Bob, I know we didn't get, uh, get into it and kind of by design, hopefully by the time we get together again in a couple of weeks, we may actually know who we're going to play on opening day and what it looks like after that. Right. Maybe. Yeah, it's a waste of time to talk about it now, but I think I think you know in two weeks we we should hopefully have a better feel for it. But yeah. it's um, yeah, I appreciate Jordan joining us. Always good, always fun. They're they're doing a little bit of restructuring and the not restructuring, but updating the walls in the locker room. And just to put it all in perspective, as we close, you know, we're doing this win wall as you walk in, and so they got the ninety plus wins, and you know, it's it's Jordan, Andrew Brown, and Matt Rafferty, you know, and so. And then the eighties, there's hardly, there's not many people in it. And then there's this big group in the seventies and um, we just appreciate those guys. We appreciate what they stood for. And um, you know, it's, um, it's, it's gonna, as, as we move forward, you know, his, his, what he did for this program will continue to impact us even in practice today and the seasons to come. Well, I gotta say again, that was fun. It, it was great to be able to catch up with Jordan. Uh, thank you, Bob Ritchie of, of course, thank you uh, as always. And we'll look forward to doing it again in a couple of weeks. This has been episode 43 of the All Den Podcast presented by our friends at Shortfields in downtown Traveler's Rest. Shortfields.com is the website for the menu and the hours. Again, we'll be back with you in a couple of weeks with another edition of the All Den Podcast. Until then, if you have any questions, comments, anything you'd like for me to ask Coach Richie, email me, dan.scott at furman.edu. Until next time, for the coach and for all of us here at Furman University and Furman University Basketball, I am Dan Scott saying God bless you. So long, everybody, and thank you for being all dense.